Hello, everyone, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B. Show. Today's episode was recorded on January 24th, the year 2023. I stretched that date out long form because I almost forgot it. Anyway, right here in Columbus, Indiana, in the Edge Construction Studio, Edge Construction. Of course, we talk about them all the time. The masters of the construction industry. These guys are absolute studs. They do the thing right. Call Brian and his team, 812-343-3035. Dirt work, site development, anything construction-related that you got going on, these guys can either help you or point you in the right direction. They're wonderful people. They're even, they're, they're just amazing all the way around. Listen, today we're talking about the upcoming AFC Championship Week, NFC Championship Week. We've got divisional round games to recap and react to, and it's all right here. Also, maybe I got a little Facebook award. I don't know that it matters. You're listening to the Sean B show on second string media. Good morning, podcast land. How we doing today? It is the Sean B show. Welcome to my glorious little podcast. If you're watching on the live stream, welcome to my glorious little live stream. Okay. For you podcast listeners, if you want to watch this live, we do it at 11 on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday on Facebook Live at The Sean B Show and on YouTube on The Sean B Show YouTube page, okay? We're still on Twitch, but I don't know how much longer we're going to be on Twitch. Kind of fell off there. Um, as turns out, not a lot of uh, gamers uh, gravitating in our direction, so, you know. But uh, we may we may try and uh, we may try some new things. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Sean B Show on Facebook, Sean B Show on YouTube. Eleven Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. That's right. Anyway, oh, for you live stream listeners, this is on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, and I think it's still on Google Podcasts too. Haven't looked there in a while. No statistics from Google. But uh, yeah. Having said all that, welcome into the show. I'm by myself in the studio today. <sighs> Exciting times, man. It is National Compliment Day. Finally, a good national day, okay? A good positive national day, January 24th, National Compliment Day. All right? So, today, I challenge all of you, when you see somebody that deserves a compliment, give them that compliment, okay? Now, don't be a fucking creep, but hey, man, I like your hat. Cool shoes, dude. I'm wearing my Vans today that I got for Christmas. I, uh, You know what? I spend a lot of time wearing Hey Dudes, like pretty much everywhere I go. Hey Dudes are like, there's times I'll go to Walmart, my house slippers. I don't give a fuck. You know, so today I was like, you know, I'm just getting up early. I'm taking the kids to school. And then I've got to go to work. And I've been in the studio all morning, very busy morning in the studio. And now it's time for... The Sean B show still got my vans on. Like I feel, I feel good. I feel alive. You know what I mean? I got actual shoes on. So feeling like a, a whole ass human today with a ton of shit to talk about. It's also national peanut butter day. Um, and I don't think that needs any explanation. Like go get some peanut butter. Cause it's awesome. Unless you have a peanut allergy, then don't um, skip this one. Sit this one out. We'll have a um, national essential oils day. I'm sure at some point. Uh, whatever you got to do, just do not uh, do not uh, trigger your peanut allergy because I don't want to be responsible for any of that. Full disclosure. Huge weekend in the National Football League. Great weekend in the National Football League. Four games, all with drama. I don't know if you listen to this podcast for betting advice, but if you do, we had a shitty fucking weekend. We had a real shitty weekend from a betting standpoint. Uh, we'll get to that later. I do want to make a quick note that Facebook has recognized the Sean B show as a rising creator. Ah, look at me go. Yeah. A rising creator on the Facebook platform. Uh, very excited about that. Not sure why. I don't know what it means, but hopefully it means they'll say, Hey, look, this rising creator is doing another live stream. That's what he does. He does three of them a week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at 11 a.m. So, yeah, I don't know uh, if that uh, it gives me a rising creator badge for one week, and it says that you cannot change 
the theme or, or the uh, description or the category for your page, or you might lose your badge. And I don't want to do that, but I did notice last night in receiving said badge that my page is still marked as a comedian. Because I originally started that page when I was doing stand-up and I wanted to do a page for my stand-up comedy. Um, just another one of the many things that I dive myself into trying to figure out uh, what I want to do with my life. I'm 41 years old, still don't have it. But hey, this one's going pretty well. I'm having a lot of fun. I don't know who's paying attention, but I'm having a lot of fun. So that's all I need to do is just have a good time. It is... The wake of championship weekend in the National Football League. It is a time where we are now down to four teams to talk about. Only four. It was a great divisional round with a lot of drama. A lot of fun things happening there. A lot of not-so-things fun happening there. Our Super Bowl exacta bets that we made prior to the start of the playoffs, still got four of them going, got a really good shot. There's only one deadly combination left in this Super Bowl that could happen that will absolutely cost us everything. Only one. We'll get there here momentarily. I I feel like I should just hit some NFL notes real quick. Uh, Bill O'Brien, who I think most of the National Football League world despises uh, for his time in Houston. I, I, maybe, not, maybe not the National Football League. I know they hate him in Houston. But Bill O'Brien is going to be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Uh, it's not going to be Matt Patricia. He was uh, their play caller. They didn't really have an OC for 2022. They had uh, Matt Patricia calling plays, which is really weird because he's a defensive guy. But uh, Bill O'Brien headed to New England to be the offensive coordinator under Bill Belichick for the Patriots. He spent a little bit of time at Alabama, so he has worked with Mac Jones. He's worked under Nick Saban. He has worked under Bill Belichick before. So we'll see how this goes for the Pats. Um, Again, I'm just not a fan of Bill O'Brien, although he was largely responsible for some awful Houston Texans teams. But he was also responsible for some really good Texans teams. They had a lot of a lot of bullshit and a lot of drama down there. That franchise is suffering the demise of uh, Deshaun Watson as a Texan. I don't know how much of that we can pin on Bill O'Brien for the position they're in. I know he was the head coach. He was also the GM. Uh, a lot of people not Bill O'Brien fans in Houston, but uh, that time has passed, and he is now headed back to New England where he got his coaching start to be the offensive coordinator under Bill Belichick for the Buffalo Bills. And that was really the only fucking NFL note outside of what happened this weekend that I could come across. Okay. Now, obviously we'll dive in here momentarily to this Colts coaching search because a lot of names have been added to the list, you know, and that'll happen with, um, when teams are eliminated from the playoffs, that will happen. You know, these guys are not so much focused on the playoffs anymore because they're out of them. So now they can start doing interviews for the head coaching thing. We'll get to all that. Uh, the Colts have a long list, uh, the longest list as far as you know, coaching candidates. The one guy not on the list is Sean Payton. They have There's no mutual interest there between Indianapolis and Sean Payton. But uh, there is a lot of interest. Uh, I, I, I saw a name on the list this morning that I hadn't seen yet that, that kind of got me that kind of got me pretty excited to be completely honest with you. Um, I want to find, I want to find where the article, where I saw the, the giant list of names, they have released a finalist. So let's see here. Uh, Dan Quinn is flying in for a second interview. Not a guy. I'm not a Dan Quinn guy. Um, that I just saw that was just posted a few minutes ago. I've been busy this morning in the studio with uh, other podcasts, other work that goes on in here, but Dan Quinn um, getting a second interview. So seemingly the first finalist for the Colts head coaching job. 
I'm told the conversation uh, between them and uh, Giants defensive coordinator. Um, I'm feeling really bad because now I can't find that freaking article. Feeling really, really bad. But anyway, doesn't matter. The name. There we go. There we go. So who all who all the Colts gave first interviews to? Wink Martindale, Giants defensive coordinator. That name completely eluded me for a second. Wink Martindale was a guy they've interviewed. Eric Bieniemy, a guy they interviewed. They did interview Rich Bisaccia. Uh, Dan Quinn, obviously a finalist now. Aaron Glenn, Giants or uh, Lions defensive coordinator. Mike Kafka, Giants offensive coordinator. But there's one name out there on this list. And this is what I was getting at the whole time. There's one name on this list, and it's a long list. There's like 15 guys on this list. D'Amico Ryan is a name on that list. And it's a name that excites me. I and now he he was unable to interview. Obviously, the 49ers still in the playoffs. But D'Amico Ryan's 49ers defensive coordinator on this list for coaching candidates. Now he's in the running, out of the running. He's kind of a young coach, but a guy they have to look at, and a guy that might halt this process because of. You know, the 49ers are headed to the NFC championship. So he's obviously busy. But this is a guy, if you look at this defense he created in San Francisco, it's top-notch. I mean, it's absolutely top-notch. The Niners' defense is the number one scoring defense, number two yardage defense, number two running defense. I mean, it, it's top-notch. It's the same kind of stuff that excited you about a guy – uh named Ben Johnson, who's going to go back to the Lions. Only two internal candidates on this list at all are Bubba Ventrone and Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday's not getting this job. A lot of people are... <laughs> That's funny. Hey, you can go on the podcast and listen to it at 1.5 if you want to. But uh, Bubba Ventrone, um, special teams coordinator for the Colts, uh, Obviously, should have been a candidate. Don't know that he'll have a shot at getting the job. But Jeff Saturday's not getting this job. A lot of people are like, oh, Jeff Saturday, man, he should be in there. You know, he's not in there. He's never going to be in there. He won his debut in, in, in Las Vegas and then didn't win again. And like I said, in those last couple of games, the only guy out there that looked more confused than Jeff Saturday was Sam Ellinger. He was the only one. Jeff Saturday, wide-eyed, not sure what the fuck's going on. He's at the bottom of the ranking. They've ranked 13 candidates. And we'll go to this list. And this article is from ColtsWire at USAToday.com. So, pretty reliable. Uh, Shane Steichen, the number one candidate, not a fan. Uh, Raheem Morris, the number two candidate, big fan. I do like Raheem Morris. And D'Amico Ryans, he's a, he's a, he, they've got him at number three. I like this. I like this idea. And I thought about that the other day when, when I was watching the 49ers. I was watching D'Amico Ryans. I was watching that defense stymie the Cowboys. And I thought, man, what, what about this guy? Not that, you know, he's in a great situation in San Francisco. But, I mean, these guys all want to be head coaches. So... I just, I like this. Uh, they've got Brian Callahan on here from Cincinnati. Um, Giro Evero from, uh, from Denver. Yeah, a lot of guys on this list. Uh, I'm sure they are absolutely going to filter and filter and filter and filter. But the one guy that, the one guy that I'm not super excited about, a guy named Dan Quinn. Okay, He's, they've got him ranked at number nine. He is getting a second interview, so I, I assume he'd be the first finalist which is what the article initially said. <laughs> I don't know. We talked a little bit about this last night on Burroughs Applesauce, uh, kind of the state of the Colts, what they're going to do in the draft, uh, what I think they should do in the draft, and everybody knows what I think they should do in the draft. If you don't know what I think the Colts should do in the NFL draft is not draft a quarterback in the first round. The reason I say that is there's not a top five talent in this draft. There's just not. 
There's not a top five quarterback talent in this draft. The guys are too small. CJ Stroud is too small. Bryce Young is too small. Alabama quarterbacks, not a fan of Alabama quarterbacks coming to the NFL. So, you know, now Jalen Hurts, Alabama guy, then an Oklahoma guy. But uh, you just, I mean, you can say what you want about success that these people have had. I, I don't know. I don't know. Not not high on. No, I'm not high on these guys for for top five picks for a number four pick. They're going to be gone if you trade the pick back, which I think isn't a bad idea. If you can get a couple of weapons for that number four pick, trade back to I don't know middle of the first round. Not a bad idea. But the the discussion about sending the house to Chicago to get that number one overall pick absolutely makes me choke. The discussion about Trading with the Bears, because you can't just go pick for pick. That first that first pick is too valuable. Yes, you leapfrog a division opponent. Not important. Would I trade him first to the Pacers for Love? Kevin Love? No. No. Not a first. I don't know. It, I guess, you know, in the NBA, it's a lot different. What are you getting at? Knocking me off the rails here. Talking about the Colts. I'll get to the Pacers in a minute. Come on, Sean. Jesus. But the idea of trading that pick to get the number one pick, you'd have to send the house to the Bears. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it to trade up and nab Bryce Young. It's just not. I, I can't convince myself in any world that going after that guy is, is going to be worthwhile. I want to be wrong. I want them to knock this out of the park. If that, if that, if that means not listening to a fucking word I say, well, they were never going to anyway, so it doesn't matter. <clears throat> I still am high on Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. I figure if I talk about it enough, that might elevate him to a second round pick. And then maybe you just go get him in the second round. But to me, like your first round has got to be spent on weapons. Whether you trade back and get a weapon, whether you draft a weapon at four. There's there's guys out there that can really, really help you. When you talk about drafting a quarterback at the four pick or trading away guys, to get the one pick and then drafting a quarterback, you're talking about so much risk with an unknown upside. With an unknown upside. I mean, I guess you could say an elevated upside because you're getting the, the premier crop of the quarterback draft, but so much risk. You wait till round three. Say you wait till round three. You draft a guy like Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. There's almost no risk there. I mean, third round picks are valuable. Don't get me wrong, but the risk is so minimal when you're talking when you're comparing it to the potential upside. When you're when you know Hinton Hooker's got a cannon, when you know the guy can run. I know he's torn ACL. Tearing an ACL is not what it was thirty years ago. So the risk there, I, I, to me, it's a risk management move. There's 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 no risk. Some risk. Spin round one and two. Get you a couple weapons. I mean, we're not. Look, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to have a four win season. That just absolutely sucks. Nobody wants to be the team that loses to the team that's trying to tank. Apparently, Lovey Smith had no fucking business doing that. He had no part in that shit. Now he's unemployed. They were trying to tank. But I just, I don't know. I I cannot, I absolutely detest the idea of a first-round quarterback pick for the Colts. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Would I trade the first-round pick to the Packers for Jordan Love? I see where you're at now. Okay. 
Probably not. Probably not our first round pick. No. No. I don't know. Probably not. I, I don't think he's worth a first round pick. He's he's shown he's shown signs of I mean, that's a guy that you're gonna have to pay quite a bit of money to a lot sooner than you have to pay a lot of money to a first like when you compare that to the risk of drafting a guy high in the first round, you're gonna have to pay Jordan Love a lot sooner than you're gonna have to pay this quarterback that you draft in April. Which I think kind of going back to risk management, I think maybe that's where you kind of weigh that out. I I, I don't I think the I think the potential player you get is the same in that situation. Obviously loves I I, I like I like the build of love. I like some of the highlights we've seen from love, but you got, you got, you got a case of another unproven NFL quarterback and, and the mystery behind drafting a kid, you're going to have to pay love a lot sooner. And again, when you talk about trading away, I just, there's a lot of pieces that this team, this team has so many pieces. There's so many pieces to this team. So we'll see what they do. There'll be a lot of discussion about that coming up because there won't be any more football to talk about. Two weeks left. Can you believe that shit? Two weeks left. This week, we're going to spend talking about what happened this past weekend, what's going to transpire on Sunday. Next week, we'll talk about what happened this coming weekend. And then we might take some some dives into this into this. Uh, we, you know, we got two weeks of Super Bowl. I mean, I don't have sources, inside information, or the money to go down there and be part of the media group. So let's be honest. What the fuck am I going to talk about for two weeks? I'll spend that time figuring that out. I'll spend that time figuring that out. In the meantime, right now, we are in a spot where we have two games this coming weekend. Four teams left. We have four of our Super Bowl exacta bets left, which I feel like is a great spot. Look, if you told me that I was going to have four of those bad boys left coming into championship weekend, I've been stoked, and I am stoked. What happened this weekend, I feel like will do a lot to shape what's going to happen this coming weekend. For example, the Cincinnati Bengals were dealt an advantage by snowfall in Buffalo, and you can't convince me otherwise. Would I take love over any supposed first-round quarterback in the draft? It, to me, it's, it's six, one, half dozen, the other. To me. You got, you got nobody with any proven time. Uh, but you got guys that have done great things. Jordan Love's done great things. Good, good in college. Like, good to go. He was a first-round pick previously. Bryce Young, great college quarterback. C.J. Stroud, great college quarterback. Don't know how it's going to work out. I, I know that I like I like Love's build better than I like Bryce Young. Interacting with the live comments here on the uh, podcast. Uh, they say the free agent carousel has stopped. But when you're talking about the Packers, if Aaron Rodgers is out there for a couple of years, why not, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I to me, I think it, we'd be remiss not to at least consider it. But I don't know what you'd have to give away to get Aaron Rodgers. That's a trade situation and a guy who makes a lot of fucking money. Anyway, I believe the Cincinnati Bengals highly benefited from snowfall in Buffalo. You got three offensive linemen out, and it did not look like the Bills had any kind of pass rush at all. Joe Cool had all the time he needed, and I truly believe snowfall contributed to that because I thought that'd be a big factor. And a lot of people said that. My man Mike said that last night. He said, as soon as I turned on the game and there was snowfall, I was pissed about my bet. I was immediately pissed that I bet Buffalo because the forecast looked clear. And I get that. You would think that Cincinnati had a better running game than Buffalo, but truly they don't with Josh Allen and uh, you know Singletary contributes here and there. But when you talk about backs, Joe Mixon a better back than Buffalo has. Yeah, the snowfall, all to the benefit of the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, we'll get to that game here in a few minutes. We'll start with Saturday. Saturday afternoon on NBC, the Jacksonville Jaguars took on the Kansas City Chiefs. 
in a game that I thought would possibly be a blowout. But I more thought that it would be a shootout. What actually happened was a, was kind of scary because, look, it, it was a good game. Chiefs winning a one-score game. But what is going on with Patrick Mahomes? What is happening with that guy? It's a high ankle sprain. He was clearly bothered. He threw zero passes outside of the pocket in the second half. He leads the NFL in throwing passes outside of the pocket. There were none of them in the second half. Very, very strange for Patrick Mahomes to be that guy. We picked the Chiefs. We picked the Chiefs to cover. They did not cover, but they did win. We had a couple props out there, too. Neither of them hit. Look, I had a shitty weekend from a gambling perspective. The only thing I hit on, and this actually made the weekend worth it, but I got a boost from Caesar Sportsbook for Dalton Schultz to score the first touchdown of the Dallas and San Francisco game. He did, and that basically got everything that I had coming back. So, a little savior there for the last game of the weekend. But uh, bad weekend. I had Jarek McKinnon over 34 and a half receiving yards. That dude didn't even get a fucking target. Didn't even get one target. I had Trevor Lawrence over 252 and a half passing yards. Only 217. Threw a tud and a pick. Etienne Jr., 62 yards and a tud. Look, the Jags fought, okay? But you cannot deny that Patrick Mahomes' injury 100% played a part in this game and how it turned out. He is not himself. And they say they are preparing as if he's going to play this coming Sunday. I hope he does. But at the same time, like, the guy was clearly hobbling. It was reminiscent of Byron Leftwich clearly hobbling. Patty Mahomes did enough to get the win. But look, the Jacksonville Jaguars gave themselves a chance in the fourth quarter. Now, when it comes down to an onside kick, you never want to be in that spot. You're trying to kick an onside kick with 25 seconds to go in the game. That's never a spot you want to be in. But uh, Mahomes finished the day with only 195 yards, did throw two touchdown passes. Chad Henney, 23 passing yards and a tud. All right. And who else? Right? Who else to be your stud? Travis Kelsey, always there for you. 14 catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns. But this game, this game came down to, I mean, Jacksonville turned the ball over a couple times. Jacksonville doesn't turn the ball over a couple times. The, the Chiefs may be sitting at home not even worried about preparing for who's going to play quarterback. Those two turnovers, massive. Patrick Mahomes' injury, massive. That's going to be problematic for the Chiefs coming up this weekend. Look, it's a high ankle sprain. You don't just recover from that in a week. Now, you can tape it up. You can do things to take care of it. You can feel better than you felt on the field this weekend. But that's a that's a bad injury. That's a bad injury from a guy who, I mean, Patty Mahomes carries his team. Travis Kelsey helps carry this team. That Mahomes to Kelsey is fucking dangerous. And if you don't have that, you're in a lot of trouble. Chiefs defense. Nothing overly special, middle-of-the-road defense. Not a bad defense. Not a great defense. They're going up against a team that is red fucking hot. All right? The Cincinnati Bengals are red fucking hot. All right? They dominated this Buffalo game. Right before the game, I got Cincinnati plus six. And I was super confident in plus six. I knew this would be a close. I thought this would be a close game. But I knew Cincinnati wasn't going to get blown away. I did not think Buffalo was going to get blown away. I'll get to that in a second. We got to do the other Saturday again. This is the only game I picked correctly all the way across. Philadelphia got the win. I did pick that, but they also covered. And I said this on the podcast. I said, everybody said, oh, Giants-Eagles going to be a good game. I said, no, it is not. This is not going to be a good game. This is going to be potentially a blowout. Definitely a two-score game. The Giants looked like they were overmatched because they were overmatched. They finally met their maker. The Eagles playing full strength, ready to go. Daniel Jones was going to be forced to kind of repeat his passing performance that he had against Minnesota when he threw for over 300 yards. He was never going to do that against the Eagles defense. That's not the quarterback he is. 
And the Eagles defense is really, really, really good. Okay, this Philadelphia defense, number one against the pass, number eight in scoring, number one yardage defense. What is up, Chandler? How you doing, my guy? <laughs> the Giants and Daniel Jones were never going to overcome this defense. Ever. 38-7, Eagles get the win. Listen, here are the props, though. The Eagles have a 38-point game. Devontae Smith was the leading receiver, did not get his over of 64 and a half yards. I'm fucking losing money left and right. Saquon Barkley, I had him over 66 and a half yards. Those were the two props we talked about. Neither of them hit. Fuck me. But the Eagles get the win. They're headed to the NFC Championship game. Or Yeah, that. I said it right. Usually I fuck that up. Philadelphia. Now, as for Sunday, the Sunday games. Who will Philadelphia play? Well, we know it's San Francisco. I will say this. I had Dallas in this game. I thought they could very easily cover the plus four. But I thought they could also win. I thought Dak Prescott looked red hot. He did look red hot against a very bad Buccaneers team. But this Dallas-San Francisco game, a little better than I thought it would be. Frustrating because, quite honestly, if you can stop San Francisco like Dallas did, that Dallas defense contained San Francisco. Okay? Brock Purdy, 214 yards on 19 to 29 passing. Didn't do a whole lot. CMC got his rushing touchdown. 10 carries, only 35 yards for CMC, though. Okay? Nobody killed you. George Kittle had a great game and an amazing catch. Not a lot going on, though, but look at Dak. Dak doing what Dak do. Two fucking picks. This guy, 23 of 37 for 206 yards. Did throw a touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz, one of the few bets I hit this weekend. I missed this all the way across. I had Dallas winning. I had Dallas, Dallas, you know, obviously I missed the cover because Dallas lost. By more than four. Bunch of shit. But Zeke, though, 26 yards. Tony Pollard broke his leg. That's a killer. Okay, that that may very well be the difference in the game. You hate that for Tony Pollard. You hope he heals well. But uh, six carries, 22 yards. Zeke, only 26 yards. Just a, just a lackluster offensive day from Dallas. They had really just one really good drive. They ended in a Dalton Schultz touchdown. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and then... The Mar field goal block. Okay, the, the Brett Mayer getting his field goal blocked or extra point blocked. I mean, how are they going to bring him back? Was that his fault? They tried to analyze the kick on the halftime show, and they were like, well, actually, see, it had not been blocked. It would have been missed. I don't know, man. That's just a rough way to go. He did provide the next six points for the team. Kept him in the game. You can say that Brett Maher kept the Cowboys in the game. At the end of the day, super disappointment for the Dallas Cowboys. Once again, going down to the San Francisco 49ers, not making that championship game, that long-sought championship game. Ugh. San Francisco, I, I promise you the Philadelphia Eagles are going to watch this Dallas game over and over and over. Because if you told me you got 214 yards out of Purdy, no tuds, no picks, okay, a clean game, clean game 19 to 29 clean not a lot of trouble Elijah Mitchell's your leading rusher with only 51 yards the only receiver that did a whole lot of anything was George Kittle I mean Debo Samuel 45 yards but then Juwan they don't have another guy over 30 not a lot of performance from this from this Niners offense this 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 powerful Niners offense not a lot going on so you're watching how this Cowboys team did it what they did is they had a lot of pressure. You see, uh, midway through the game, they're moving Micah Parsons into the box. He's not even lined up outside. He's a run stopper at that point. They didn't have him lined up outside. He's not rushing the passer. He's lined up in the middle as a run stopper. Dallas got creative with their defense. Defensively, they played great. But man, two picks for Dak Prescott, definitely the difference in the game. Hands down the difference in the game. Okay. San Francisco just lost one fumble. That uh, that punt return. Or the, the muffed punt. Not muffed punt. They knocked it out of his fucking hands. Lost for words over here. But two picks for Prescott. Definitely the difference in the game. Yardage was the same. Passing yardage pretty close to the same. The Niners did get more yards on the ground. Uh, 
each team right around five yards of play. Time of possession. You know, the difference is two Dak Prescott interceptions. That can't happen. It did happen, though. I don't know if I've already played this backup track or not, but uh, got some jams going on in the background. Finally, this Bills-Bengals game. The mystery of the weekend. Because I thought, if nothing else, this is at least going to be a really good football game. Buffalo scored 10 points. 10 points. The number two scoring offense in football. 10 points. No second half touchdowns. Nothing going on. Josh Allen, no tuds, one pick, only 265 yards. Josh Allen, leading rusher with only 26 yards. And that's your problem right there. In a game where there's snow on the ground everywhere, he did get a rushing touchdown. But your leading rusher has 26 rushing yards. That's problematic. When a team has a defense or an offensive line that's hurt, Cincinnati, three starters on that offensive line, hurt. The fucking first thing they wanted to see on the ground when they walked out was snow. Slow down that pass rush. Help those new guys out there on the offensive line. That's exactly what it did. Joe Burrow had all the time in the world to do whatever he wanted. 242 yards, two tuds in the snow. That's a great game. Dude, he and Jamar Chase have a fucking connection. They have a fucking connection. And it's beautiful, and it's going to be something that we see in the football world for a long time. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. You might talk to Peyton Marvin. Okay? Montana Rice. These guys might be one of those all-time combos. You're going to see it in Cincinnati for a long time. They're going to be dangerous for a long time. Josh Allen throwing a pick. Of all the things that surprised me about Josh Allen, it's that he does that more than almost anybody. Really, really good quarterback. Cincinnati just clean as shit, dude. They had two penalties for nine yards. Two penalties for nine yards. No turnovers whatsoever. Joe Burrow did get sacked once. Just a, just a dominant performance from Burrow and the Bengals. Bill's rushing game. Just nothing would go right. Dawson Knox had five catches for 65 yards. Those are great numbers for him. You want to pick out a positive, that's one. Not a lot going on here. Cincinnati moves on to the AFC Championship game to play a very injured KFC team. Not a lot of injuries. Not a lot of in God damn it. <laughs> Not a lot of injuries. Just one pretty big fucking injury. Patty Mahomes needs his fucking legs. This is going to be... This is going to be interesting to see how, how he overcomes it. Now, having said that, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best in the game. I think Patrick Mahomes is your MVP until somebody takes it from him. That guy, that guy is a tier above everyone else. I've said that over and over. But Patrick Mahomes, with his ankle injury, that's not good at all. It sucks for him that he's hurt. Nobody likes to be hurt. It sucks for the NFL that the face of the NFL is hurt. Nobody wants any of that shit. But Patrick Mahomes, hobbling and limping all over the football field, not throwing any passes out of the pocket, outside of the pocket, not really getting outside of the pocket. It's a, it's a rough one, man. It's a rough one. You can't have it. You just can't have it if you're Kansas City. Need to get that guy healed up. Need to get Chad Henney ready. Look, and, and, and Chad Henney played, I, I thought he managed it pretty well. Because you know who did step up for Kansas City? Isaiah Pacheco. Look, if Chad Hitty's going to start this game at quarterback, Isaiah Pacheco's got to be a dog. 12 carries, 95 yards, didn't find the end zone, didn't have to. Chad Hitty found Travis Kelsey. Look at, I mean, 5 of 7, 23 yards and a touchdown. Didn't play a whole lot. Finished the first half. But let it drive. I there's, there's, can't argue with that. I don't know if that's sustainable for 60 minutes of football against the Cincinnati Bengals, who, like I said, are red fucking hot. They're red hot. God, they're so red hot. They've won 10 games in a row now. 10 games in a fucking row. 
The Niners have won 12 in a row. Two red-hot teams. And look, if they meet in the Super Bowl, our Super Bowl exacto will pay no matter what. I've got both sides of that meeting. San Francisco beating Cincinnati is pays, uh, pays 20 to 1. Cincinnati beating San Francisco pays 25 to 1. I would almost see the Bengals as a favorite. All you got to do there is sit and watch football because you're getting paid no matter what. I made those bets a long time ago. That money's been gone a while back. Doesn't matter. One I do like and I still have is Cincinnati meeting the Philadelphia Eagles. A Cincinnati-Philadelphia Super Bowl, if Cincinnati wins, pays 30-1. to Actually, no. That's if Philadelphia wins, I believe. God. It's one of those things I meant to write down. No, I didn't write it down. I'm going to go to my notes. Yeah, Philadelphia beats Cincinnati. They're 30-1. to You know what would be fun about that? Finding out who the underdog will be and betting the other side. You hedge that guy up at 30 to 1. You hedge it up at the uh, the unit, you know, 15 units, 15 of those units. Find yourself a sweet spot in the spread. You got a chance to make for real money. I'm assuming that's a hedge you make live, right? See if you can spread that out. Just depends on how it works. But uh, again, the only Super Bowl meeting that we cannot have, that we will undoubtedly lose everything on is Kansas City and San Francisco. That's the only thing that we lose on from an exacta standpoint. We talked about those bets we made. There's where we lose. If Philadelphia and Kansas City meet in the Super Bowl, I've got no part of that. I've got both sides of San Francisco, Cincinnati. I've got Philadelphia beating Cincinnati. I've got Kansas City beating Philadelphia. Or maybe I have Philadelphia beating Kansas City. Don't know. Didn't take any fucking notes. Uh-oh. I've entered my passcode wrong. Ah, I didn't get locked out. I've got Philly beating Kansas City. Philly beating Cincinnati. Those both pay. You can hedge the other side. You make money either way. <coughs> and I've got both sides of Cincinnati, San Francisco. So, yeah. Four possibles. Only one combination kills us. And I'll be honest, I like my spot. I like Cincinnati to continue their winning streak against Kansas City. This is, this is a, Here's early picks. Now, of course, we'll dive deeper on Thursday, make our official picks on Saturday. It's what we do. Early picks, we're talking about Cincinnati to beat Kansas City. Early picks, we're talking about Philadelphia to beat San Francisco. There we are, early picks. Why do I make those early picks? What is my, without really diving in, I've taken no notes on these games. Without diving in, I look at a hurt Patrick Mahomes and a Cincinnati team that's red hot. I look at a Chiefs secondary that's not good enough to stop Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, those combos, Hayden Hurst, he's pretty good too. Okay, I see that. And I see if Cincinnati can find a way to block, if Cincinnati can protect Joe Burrow, game might get lopsided because Mahomes is going to play hurt. And I believe he's going to play hurt. He won't be at full strength. Isaiah Pacheco going to be leaning on heavily. Chad Henney may be called. To, uh, we'll have to see how this develops because, man, and it's scary, dude. I love Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to see that. I, I just don't want to see. I don't want to see him lose. I like this kid a whole lot. The $500 million man. But watching him hobble around, trying to, trying to finish off this Jacksonville game, it was tough. It was tough to watch. They got the job done. Give them six days, seven days, get ready. They're going to start practice tomorrow. We'll see what happens on Thursday. On Thursday, we'll grab the Chiefs injury report. We'll grab the practice report. Mahomes may not practice all week. 
He may just rehab all week. Then maybe on Saturday afternoon, kind of give that thing a stretch out, see what happens. Andy Reid says he's never played a game without practicing at all throughout the week. He's never done that. I believe he could do it. I believe if anybody can do it, it's Mahomes. Never happened. Ugh. Scary situation there in Kansas City. Obviously, you want to see the health of this guy be okay. You want to see the guy be okay. Number one concern, his health, everybody's health. Everybody be healthy, not hurt. You don't want to see anybody hurt. But for the Kansas City Chiefs and winning the AFC Championship game, this is huge. As far as Philly and San Francisco, I like I said, the Philadelphia Eagles will 100% watch how the Dallas Cowboys were able to contain San Francisco's offense. How the Dallas Cowboys were able to make Christian McCaffrey, I, I'm not going to say a non-factor, because, I mean, he was he was a stud in the game, kind of. I mean, the Cowboys' defense did a great job. It was their offense that let him down. Philadelphia is watching, I promise. And this Eagles' defense is good. I got Eagles, I got Eagles Bengals in the Super Bowl. Early picks, it's only Tuesday. We'll dive, we'll dive in more later. But Eagles, Bengals, early picks. Bengals smell blood. Bengals are really good. Sean, I saw you posted the other day that you are a, and this is not me, Sean. This is a Sean in the comments. Uh, Sean, I saw you posted the other day that the Colts are no longer worthy of your fanhood, that you uh, you are now a Bengals fan. <laughs> I, well, I don't think you mean that. That kind of shit will get you blocked, bro. All right, you see this hood? You see this hood right here? Fucking true for life, homie. True for life. However, if you had to root for a team in these playoffs, the Bengals are a good one to root for. That's just what, just what I'm saying. Oh, man. All right. So we talked about how I'm a rising creator on Facebook. We got through that. We obligatorily talked about Bill O'Brien because it's really the only relevant NFL note I saw beyond, uh, beyond the playoffs. Colts coaching search. I really hope they hire. I, I'd like to see a Raheem Morris or D'Amico Ryans. Um, take a defensive guy. Take a defensive guy. They say, well, you really should get an offensive guy and help these quarterbacks and linemen out. I don't think so. I think we've seen throughout the years in football that if you build a defense that's just absolute monstrous, you can go places. You can do big things. So... I don't know, but uh, it's gonna be fun to see how it turns out. We'll do all of our we'll do all, we'll do all of our research. We'll talk more about these two great football games coming up this weekend on Thursday. Um, briefly noting the Pacers play tonight. They play Chicago. God damn it! Can we just get a win? Pacers are in bad shape. Sliding. They have lost seven in a row. Eight of their last ten. <coughs> The cough, though. They're now two games below 500. Ninth place in the Eastern Conference. Absolutely sliding. We need Hallie back. Hallie, please come back. We need Hallie back. Bad. You know who's not sliding, though? The Indiana Hoosiers. Despite missing three starters, they've now won three straight games by double figures. Okay? And look at look at the two losses. The two losses they took between Kennesaw State and when they started this um, when they started this uh, this win streak, the three losses, sorry. Got Iowa, game they should have won, game they fucking were up by 20-something in the first half. Northwestern, team they should have beat, only beats them by one. Penn State, I feel like that was always going to be a loss. I mean, you've got real potential here to only be a two-loss Big Ten team. What you are right now is a four-loss Big Ten team, but you're also a four-win Big Ten team, okay? Indiana moving back north, back in the right direction in the Big Ten standings. Of course, right now they are in sixth place, tied a top sixth place with Penn State, Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, all four and four. It's going to be a tough conference. It's going to be a tough conference here, but what I'm glad to see is that Mike Woodson has finally got something figured out 
for these for these guys and these players in this scheme to move past the injuries to Ray Thompson and Xavier Johnson. Jalen Hood Shafino needs to be running this offense. He's done a great job. And I don't think that'll change even if X does come back. I don't think X will be back. He's broken fucking foot. But in this Michigan State game, game they won again by double figures. Trace had a monster day, 31 and 15. Uh, Galloway had a monster day, and that's really what put him over the hump. 17 points. Tamar Bates, 17 off the bench. Um, you know, I just they find ways to win with different guys. And when these guys step up and we, when these guys play the correct next man up game, it's a great thing, man. But TJD has been absolutely dominant in these last couple of basketball games, and they're going to need that moving forward. The Hoosiers play tomorrow. The Golden Gophers in Minnesota. In Minnesota, up there where it's probably minus fucking two degrees. Some cold shit like that. Indiana, Minnesota tomorrow. Ohio State visits us on Saturday. We'll talk about those games, of course. Results of the IU-Minnesota game on Thursday. We'll preview the Ohio State-Indiana game on Saturday. See if we can get a couple more wins this week. Maybe itch your way back toward that top 25. I think that three-game skid really hurt them, but we can get back there, all right? Guys, this has been the Sean B. Show. I still, to this day, do not have a sign-off, all right? I'm still working on it, and, uh, you know, I was told last night that it might be a little too late to get a sign-off. Like, can you really just create a sign-off now? And I'm like, I I think I can. I think I can still create my own sign-off. But uh, I don't have one yet, so... Again, this has been the Sean B. Show. We're in the Edge Construction Studio. Of course, Edge, the masters of the construction industry. Call Brian, 812-343-3035. Tell him the Sean B. Show sent you. Just like home doggy daycare, my people, okay, need some pet sitting, overnight stays, weekend stays, dog daycare, www.justlikehomedoggydaycare.com or on Facebook at Just Like Home Doggy Daycare. Tell him the Sean B. Show sent you. It should be like, I'm so proud of my son. And honestly, that's a moment that you could provide a family. You know, honestly, not doing it is kind of selfish. Guys, this has been the Sean B. Show. I'm getting out of here. You guys have a great rest of your day. We'll see you Thursday.